are listening to The Wonder Podcast. My name is Lisa Clark, and I'm joined here each episode with my co-host, Chrissy Dunham. And we just want to say thanks for tuning in. Have you ever wondered what the Bible has to say about worry and fear? Have you ever wondered how to decorate an odd-shaped room? Have you ever wondered how to make a quiche with a sweet potato crust? Well, you're in the right place because we talk about all the things. If we don't know the answers to some of life's biggest, most wonderful questions, the guests we have on certainly will. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Wonder Podcast. Welcome to The Wonder Podcast. My name is Chrissy Dunham, and I am here with my co-laborer, Lisa Clark, ladies and gentlemen. Lisa, how are you doing this day? Doing great, Chrissy. Doing great. How are you? I am very, very good. And I mean, I love you and want to talk to you, but I'm so excited (laughs) about the two guests that we have today. I don't even know them, but Lisa told me about their book and I got all giddy because just a tad of history. I grew up Baptist, which our listeners may know by now. Lisa and I both grew up Baptist and the two girls that are with us today, Elizabeth Moore and Audrey Elledge wrote a liturgy book, which I just told them, I love liturgy now that Lisa introduced me to, because it says all the things that I want to say or think I'm just not smart enough to say it or say it eloquently like they do. And the liturgy book that Lisa introduced me to. So I am so pumped that they are here today. They are darling. I wish you could see their faces. (laughs) They are friends that live in New York City. And I just met them today. So I'm so pumped to hear about them, to know more about them. And we're going to introduce their book to you that Lisa will include everything in the show notes and tell you where to get it and all of those fun things. So welcome to the Wonder Podcast, Elizabeth and Audrey. Yay. Thank Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Well, we are so excited that you're here. And so just for our listeners, one at a time, we'll start with you, Audrey. Tell us just a little bit about yourself. And Elizabeth, you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you guys met. Let's just start there. Sure. Yes. So I'm Audrey and I grew up in Texas and I went to Prestonwood Baptist Church where my parents attended. And that's where I met Lisa. She was actually the leader of my table group, I think, in middle school. Yeah. If not yeah. early high school, <laughs> the awkward years. We'll uh, call right. <laughs> she had to hear me process like crushes and body image and, you know, all those things that <laughs> pop up when you're that age. Yes. And then after Texas, we'll just fast forward to 2017. I moved to New York City for my very first job. And I think just a year after that, Elizabeth moved to the city and we instantly connected as friends. We had a mutual friend who told us, oh my gosh, you two are cut from the same cloth. You have to meet each other. And we really are like, we are soul sisters. We share a passion for words and storytelling and books and writing and poetry and prayer. And so we'll tell the story of the book later, I'm sure. But all of those things really converged and led us to where we are now. Yeah, I'll jump in as well. That was so good, Audrey. I love our friendship story so yeah. much, even the shortened version. So my name's Elizabeth. I'm the other author of Liturgies for Hope. I am also from the South, but I'm from Louisiana originally. And then I lived for a few years in Mississippi and then lived for a couple of years in Texas. 
before I moved to New York City in 2018. Um, met Audrey. She was my first friend in New York, <laughs> which is so Aww. wonderful. How did I get so lucky? Like she said, we connected instantly as friends, as writers, as lovers of the written word. And then it was actually Audrey's idea at the start of the pandemic to write some liturgies for our church. And so I just feel so fortunate that she invited me along on that journey and into that idea. And now it's just such an honor to be co-laborers with her. Chrissy, you called Lisa your co-laborer at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I definitely relate to that and resonate with that and feel that Audrey and I have that relationship as well. So yeah, so that's us. I love that. I love your story already and excited (laughs) to hear about it. Of course, Lisa sent me some notes from your book and some different things. So I know a little bit about it, but I want you to tell us how this book came up. How did it start? How did God lay it on your heart? The situation of the world, the whole thing. So whoever wants to lead out with that, please tell us that. Sure. I can share our story. So yes. So Elizabeth mentioned this, but our book Liturgies for Hope really started as an idea birthed during the 2020 pandemic, which I know we all shudder when we think about that time. But New York especially was hit really hard. And Elizabeth and I were both living in New York City in March 2020. And it very quickly got labeled the epicenter of the pandemic. And we think that's because it's an island. Well, Manhattan is an island where just tons of people are crammed together. And so, of course, people were dropping like flies, like people getting sick, people were isolated. It just it felt like a weird ghost town. You know, it became it went from the city that never sleeps to the city where no one's out on the streets. And that's just very disorienting. And so anyways, we both were just witnessing the chaos and confusion and just weariness that was touching everyone and not just in New York City. It was a global pandemic. So everyone in the world was feeling it. And really, I just had this idea where I was like, well, I'm a writer. I love writing. That's how I connect with the Lord. And what if there was something that I could write with Elizabeth that we could offer to our church that could kind of capture this anxiety, but we turn it into prayers. So we take the anxieties we're experiencing right now around health and family and sleep even, and we offer them up as prayers to God. I'm like, what if we could put words to those? So I texted Elizabeth and she was in. And so we basically spent a weekend writing 11 liturgies centered around very COVID specific anxieties and release them to our church. But now that it's 2023, we've actually found that those liturgies, which are prayers that we thought were COVID specific, transcend COVID. Like people Uh, still struggle with with sleep. People still struggle with physical health. mm -hmm. People still struggle with feeling isolated from people or loneliness. And so that has been really interesting, seeing the way they still hold up, the way people still need those words. But yeah, Elizabeth, do you want to share more about how they went into the world and how they became a book? Yeah. Yes, how they became a book for sure. Yes. So when Audrey and I first wrote these, the intention was not to write a book at all. It was just to write an offering for our church and to encourage members of our church. And then we had some volunteers pitch in and want to build a website for them. And so this beautiful website was launched to our church on Easter Sunday and was shared pretty widely via social media and other platforms. And unbeknownst to us, a pastor from a church in London read one of our liturgies aloud to his congregation. And an editor was in the congregation. She heard Mm -hmm. them, was like, these would be a beautiful book. 
they're so kind of like Psalm-like and comforting. And like you said earlier, Chrissy, like are, are giving the words to these feelings and anxieties and experiences that we maybe we don't have the words for. So we got, we, yeah, this editor reached out to us and was like, Hey, do you want these, <laughs> should these be a book? And crazy. We're like, should they? So what? <laughs> crazy. We were shocked and delighted. And so that her email started the process and it's been, you know, smooth sailing ever since. So now, now they're a book and yeah, it's such a delight to be able to write these and such a, a humbling mm-hmm. gift to offer them to anyone who needs it. Well, you guys, I've got the book. I ordered it straight away because Audrey's mom and I are friends and I saw it on her Facebook that Audrey had written this or (laughs) co-written the book about prayer and these liturgies. So I want to start at the beginning and answer this question for those of us who don't have a liturgical background. Yeah. So, which is a Baptist. (laughs) Right. <laughs> and I'm not yeah, sure what other absolutely. denominations. So what exactly is a liturgy? Yeah, same. I was not raised Baptist necessarily, but I was raised in a non-denominational Bible church that also did not practice liturgy. Okay. So new to both of us, both of yep. Audrey and I. Okay. But in our research, and our experience, liturgy broadly is just an order of worship. So it's an order of a worship service, a way for all the congregants to be aligned in what's happening in the service. A liturgy can also be a prayer that is recited collectively or individually in order to form one's heart. So it's used for formation. Yeah. And they're also usually quite poetic, which we love. (laughs) Audrey and I love poetic words. (laughs) So really it is a prayer for someone to say either in a group or by themselves to form their hearts and minds into what they hope to be. So if perhaps you're longing for peace in the midst of fear, or you're wanting greater trust in the Lord in the midst of having like a physical ailment or anything like that, but you don't feel that in the moment, then these liturgies are something to go to, to read and to recite, to hopefully then form your heart and mind in that way. It's really, just like Chrissy said from the top, it really puts into words when you're reading this book, and I'll call it a book of poetry, it's liturgies, but it's absolutely beautiful. You're breathing out through the words what you're feeling on the inside. And I think that's Mm. something that makes liturgies so special is it's just a beautiful moment. And I find myself after reading, like I was talking with a friend the other day whose husband's very, very sick. And immediately I went to a book of prayers to send to her because I had no more words left. And Mm -hmm. I think that that is, for me, the blessing of these liturgies is just that sometimes we just don't have any words left and we want to be a part of the process, whether it's the blessing or just Mm -hmm. letting God speak to us and or prolonging a prayer. And I think once Mm -hmm. you've prayed with someone that there's a great ministry in these liturgies of just sending them this too and saying, okay, and here's more, here's more. And Chrissy, mm-hmm. you'll be interested. They have a whole section on what called wonder, which I think is I pretty cool. You know, there are no mundane moments. We think there are, but God's in it all. And they've got mm-hmm. liturgies written for a road trip and those in need of a good cry for giving thanks, a liturgy for generosity. I mean, there's really a liturgy written for so 
many different things. Did you have to narrow it down or how did you come up with all of your things? That's a great question. Well, we now have two books worth. So we just wrote a second book of liturgies. Well, there so you go. There's anything, my answer. So it's yeah, exciting. anything that didn't make the first book, we surely added it to the second. But yeah, I think Elizabeth and I really just sat down individually and looked at our own lives and looked at the areas or the season we were in. And we said, okay, what do we need ourselves? So like, what are the prayers we want to pray? And we then assumed that others might need those words too for different specific things, you know, in relationships, in vocation, in our bodies. We were just looking at the things we were experiencing, but then we also did crowdsource a bit. So I think Uh Elizabeth on her Instagram did a poll and she was like, okay, what is a liturgy idea you have? And some of the ideas that people submitted, we actually have used. And we did another in-person poll with people where people wrote on a slip of paper, a liturgy idea. And then I know I wrote at least a few of those in our most recent book. Mm -hmm. And so we really just, we want to give people a resource that they can use in their own prayer lives. And it's not to replace their prayer life, but to encourage and inspire it. Because ultimately we hope these prayers are a jumping off point for people to go into their own conversation with the Lord and eventually use their own words or, or sit with him or just know that they can be in his presence and they're not alone. So yeah. 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 That's so I want true. to, as I read over the parts that Lisa sent me, there were a couple of things that jumped out at me. One was said that these liturgies are designed to fix your eyes. And I mm. know that this world is so distracting and in its busyness and its ugliness. And I just had a huge conversation with my daughter just like 30 minutes ago, just all the things that are going on. And she just really feels like God is up to something really big right now. And she just, Mm -hmm. she's trying to find words to, you know, put around that. And it just, it stirred me, but it stirred my heart. And I said, babe, all we can do is keep our eyes on him. Mm -hmm. So when I was preparing for this. I'm like, this is what a liturgy is. And I'm very foreign with them. But when you all wrote the word somewhere in all of this, and it may have been your pastor or whoever wrote the foreword, that it's used to fix your eyes. Mm -hmm. And for me, I have to have something to fix my eyes or I get disoriented very quickly because there is so much going on. The other uh, little line that caught my attention was the purpose is to draw you nearer to God. It's to draw you near and you actually wrote in the foreword or somewhere, like I said, I just have pieces of it, but I love where you said, and and you just talked about it, that these prayers are not meant to replace your prayer life, but rather to awaken, encourage, Mm -hmm. and inspire. Those three words jumped off the page at me. Ultimately, each liturgy is meant to reorient your hope toward its truest source, capital S, and encourage you to press into the ache of a holy longing. And when I think about the conversation I had with my daughter and then the conversation that we're having right now, isn't that what we're trying to fulfill is this holy longing that's an ache, Mm. but I don't know that we realize it's a holy longing. Mm. You know, I think it's a longing for something. We don't even know what we're longing for. Right, but right. here's the yes. answer is in your words that were beautifully written in this forward. It's just, it's a holy longing. Mm-hmm. And when we get a hold of that and realize that we're longing for God, 
and we're longing for his ways, the source, capital S, of where life comes from, that these liturgies will draw you into that when, like Lisa said, you've run out of words. You've prayed all you know to pray. You've done all you know to do. And there's a journey I'm on right now in my family. And that's where I feel like I am. It's like, I've prayed all I can pray. I've talked to all I can talk to. I've done all I know I can do. Lord, it it is all you from here. Yes. There's nothing else. So then I look at myself and think, maybe this is for me, this holy longing that I'm longing for him. And this journey is for me just as much as it is the rest of my family. So I don't know. It just really triggered a lot of thoughts and a lot of things. Like I said, I I want to say these things and they're in my head, but then sometimes when I say them, they sound so silly. But when y'all say them, they're like so eloquent and beautiful. And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like just reading the little excerpts that Lisa gave me. I'm just like, I can't wait to get this book because it's yeah. so, so mm. good. So I want to oh. know, where does this come from? Like, I know yeah, God what's created the process? You this what's the process? Now, how, yeah. Where does this come from? Mm. You mean, where do the liturgies come from? How do you get this written? So you get these thoughts, you got all the Mm -hmm. recommendations, you got the ideas that now what? Yeah, totally. I love what you said, Chrissy, about the holy longing or that. Those were your all's words. I think (laughs) that is true. That's true. And I I think it starts. Holy Spirit, right. And I think it starts (laughs) there. Like it starts with identifying the longing. And I think it's so easy to kind of sort of identify the longing, but mostly I just identify the discomfort and then send it away and just be like, oh, I don't like that. Or maybe like that's bad, or I shouldn't feel this ache, or I shouldn't feel like I want something that I don't have. And we end up kind of like tamping it down. But I think these words actually came from Audrey and I not doing that. Like, like looking the longing directly in the eyes and being like, I am curious about you. Like, what does my soul want? And like, what is it really longing for? And like, kind of starting there and then digging and excavating (laughs) and trying Mm -hmm. to discover together with the Holy Spirit, the get to get to the bottom of our longing. And so that's really like where we started when we had a topic, we start with identifying like the actual discomfort, the actual ache. And I think like at the beginning, I said that liturgies are meant to form you into who you want to be, which is so true. But like we start with honesty and we start with like where we actually are and how we're actually feeling. And so at least for me and Audrey, I'd love for you to talk about your process too, but Audrey and I wrote these separately. So I wrote half of the book. She wrote the other half. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And luckily enough, our writing voices are so similar that you would never be able to tell the difference. Yeah. (laughs) They're really, our moms can't tell the difference. My mom was like, did you write this one? I'm like, no, Elizabeth wrote that one. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really such a natural partnership. But for me, like I would start with complete honesty and I would just write down like either what I'm feeling in the midst of that experience that I'm writing about or what I imagine someone might be feeling if it's an experience I maybe have never had. And then I go Mm. to scripture and I look up like, you know, what does the Bible Mm -hmm. have to say about this feeling or maybe who are individuals in the Bible who have gone through this before and like, what do they have to say about it? And would look in the Psalms and be like, was David really brutally honest? Or did I just imagine that? And I'm like, nope, he definitely was. He was right. definitely like yes. super honest and he felt everything. So, so honest. just like felt lots of permission to just go there with God. And even the story of like Jacob wrestling with God in Genesis, like that is uh, a big inspiration for Audrey and I. Like, it's okay to wrestle. It's okay to like ask hard questions. And so we start there, go to scripture, really spend time listening to the Holy Spirit for what he has to say, and then just write. <laughs> and then just yeah. from there, just like really try to like to write in 
partnership with the Holy Spirit and to write beautiful words and hopeful and helpful words that are rooted in scripture. So that's me. But Audrey, do you have? Yes. Ooh, hopeful and helpful. Elizabeth. That's <laughs> right? such a good tagline. Ooh, wow. <laughs> that down somewhere. Okay. Trademark. <laughs> yeah. I would say my process is very similar, but like Elizabeth said, we did work separately and we didn't come together until the end of the book writing process to swap our liturgies. And so we were both relying on the same Holy Spirit, which I think is why there's so much unity. Mm. But yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head, Elizabeth, when you were talking about the scripture, because that was really a priority for us. If you look at each liturgy in the book, Mm -hmm. you'll see that we list the scripture references that inspired Mm -hmm. each prayer. And so for us, we know that this is something that ideally a person will take the book and read a prayer or pray the prayer themselves And if they're repeating those words, we want to make sure they're not repeating Audrey and Elizabeth's words, but repeating words founded on scripture, which is way more sturdy and foundational and true than anything we could come up with. So that was important for us. And so like Elizabeth said, if I had a topic that I knew I wanted to write about that day, I would usually start the day with a walk where I would go outside on the New York City streets and just like process with God, talk to him just kind of noticed the world. And sometimes like what I noticed would make its way into my writing later, but it was kind of a good way to clear my head. And both of us live near Central Park. So that's a great place just to escape into some green in the middle of all the concrete (laughs) and get inspired. And then I would come back and look at scripture to see what, you know, the word had to say about the topic. And then I would also look at what other writers that I trust and admire have said about different topics that I wanted to write about. So it was really a collaborative effort. I don't think at any point we felt like we were truly writing alone because with each other and with scripture and with the Holy Spirit and with other writers, it really just felt like this amazing collaboration. So anything on the page was certainly not written alone. Gosh, I'm just sitting here in awe. I don't know about you, Lisa, but I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to live my life over again and be them. (laughs) What? How old are y'all? We are. They're young. Almost. I'm almost 30. Audrey, you are, right? I'm 30. Yeah. Yeah. You're young. You are wise beyond your years. It's true. Oh, wow. Your walk with the, I can just imagine what your walk with the Lord looks like. And just your writings are an expression and a representative of your relationship with him. It's very obvious. Your church is blessed to have you. (laughs) And this is no mistake that y'all are friends. The Lord had this all planned for you when you met each other. And I am looking forward to the new book. But tell us about the current book, the correct name, all the things and where they can get it and talk about the new one before we wrap up. Yay. So the current book that is out now is called Liturgies for Hope, 60 Prayers for the Highs, the Lows, and Everything in Between. It's on sale anywhere you buy books. So it's Amazon, Barnes and Noble, some independent bookstores. There's also an ebook as well as an audiobook. If you'd like to have the liturgies read aloud to you by Audrey and myself, we read the, li- the audio. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we had a blast. I'm sure. Uh, so much fun. <laughs> There's a foreword by John Tyson, our pastor at Church of the City, New York. And yeah, that's the current book. Audrey, do you want to talk about the upcoming? 
Yes. So the upcoming book, the title is still to come, but it's another set of 60 prayers centered around the topic of wholeness. So where are the areas where we're broken in our daily life or in our communities or in our world where we want to move from brokenness to wholeness in Christ? So that will be out in spring 2024. Wow. Yeah, so exciting. <laughs> yeah. Guys, yes, we have a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you do. It's so exciting. I love how you've given the scripture at the end of each liturgy. I, not sure if that's exclusive to your liturgy book, but I think it's pretty special. So I love that part of it. I love how you encourage people just in their prayer life. Chrissy and I, through this whole series of prayer, have been very vulnerable saying that of the spiritual disciplines, that prayer is the one we struggle with the most. Mm -hmm. And I would add repentance to that as far Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. myself. But I just think that if you get a book of liturgies and you're reading through it, I think it spurs you on not only to prayer, but to think about things in your own life that you need to be praying about. You might read this and you be, you might think, well, that doesn't apply to me, but man does this, you know, mm-hmm. or I wonder if there's a liturgy for that. And you start to kind of get real. And I think, Elizabeth, you said that, that you kind of start with honesty. And I think that's what we have to do when it comes time to pray is right. be honest yeah. with where's our heart on this? Where's our relationship with the Lord? Are we starting with, you know, confession and ending up in supplication? And are we are we just honest before the Lord? Because, I mean, the fact of the matter is he knows our heart and he knows what we're struggling with. So why don't we just get it out there? And I love how you guys just were able to initially provide your church, ultimately the world, with some things to really get honest with the Lord and say, I'm struggling here. I'm isolated. I'm hurting. I'm sick. I'm fearful. I don't know what the future holds. I've never been through a global pandemic before. I mean, those were scary times for a lot of people. And quite honestly, I still talk to people who are struggling. There are people at our church that still have not come back to church because Mm -hmm. now the enemy is telling them, well, you've been out for so long, you don't belong there anymore. You know, so there was just so much wrapped up in that. And you guys were able to take what everyone was walking through during that time in New York City and put pen to paper. And it's just a beautiful thing. And I'm excited for you guys to have this and for the world to have liturgies for hope that they can grow in their faith. I mean, I definitely think it's a tool to grow your spiritual life. So great job. A hundred percent. Thank you. A hundred percent. Lisa. This girl that used to sit at your table and talk about crushes and her body. Look at what you've done. I think I had something to do with it. Yeah. All credit to Lisa. You and the Lord. If you recall, okay, just side note here. Last week we had a guest on Maria Bauer and her testimony was all about Chrissy. So I guess it's my week. (laughs) There we go. That's so good. Well, we should have had you in the acknowledgments, Lisa. Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, you still have Second a book, book to write. You Second, still have a book to write. I want her name in big letters. 
it's coming. Yeah. What would we do without our middle school leaders? Honestly, I don't know. Right? Really? Such a formative I mean, time. Right? Really? Formative time. We was. don't know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> really was. Wow. Well, okay. listen, you have a new fan in me, and I know Lisa too. I am so proud of what you've done. You're writing just the little bit that I have has captured my heart. I've mm-hmm. ordered my book. I am looking forward to spending time in it. And I want to thank you for your time today. And I pray that the Lord continues to bless you with the ministry that he's given you, the church that you're in. I pray that it changes many, many lives there in the city. And on the days that you're down and low, I want you to think of Lisa and I, because we believe in you. You are sunshine to us and just. Y'all sound alike and your mom Aww. say your writings alike. So <laughs> yes. I love it. Wow. I just, it's, it's a God thing. And on those yeah. days you're low and don't know what you're doing. Just remember God has blessed you with a gift, mm. something that I am very jealous of, to be honest. I love the words you wow. use and what God's done for you and during this COVID time and how you came together. Like the whole thing is a book. Just yeah, it really how is. you met and Oh, y'all are yeah. amazing. Yeah. So oh, wow. I wish I was in my exhortation. <laughs> I wish I was in my twenties living in New York City and but no, I'm in my sixties in Frisco, Texas with Lisa. And <laughs> I your, love it. You're doing I love it. friendship, but we love friendship wherever it is. So yeah. well, this yeah. is what the we Lord's given me and I love it. Yeah. So sure. yes. Enjoy, Amen. enjoy, enjoy. We love you girls and we're praying for you and we're gonna get the word out about your book. Wow. Thank you oh, for thank being you guests so on much. our podcast. Oh, oh, this is such a delight for us. Yes. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you for being on. God bless. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of The Wonder Podcast. We are thrilled that you've spent this time with us. Just want to say thank you. We also want to make sure you're aware that we have another podcast called Raising Sinners. It's on the Christian Parenting Network. And we would love for you to join us there, too. If you've got kiddos or know someone who does, check us out at Raising Sinners, the podcast for parents. And lastly, Chrissy and I also want to just thank those of you who have been so generous to support our podcast ministry. If you're interested in doing that, we would love for you to go to ChrissyDunham.org and click on the party table. You can make any size donation and all of those proceeds go to help us with our podcast ministry. So if you've done that before, we thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you'd like to check it out, please do. So God bless you. And thanks again for listening to this episode of The Wonder Podcast. Mm -hmm.